1: Welcome to season two of Unhappy Hour,
2: the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, the master complainer, the most pessimistic of them all, the bitch y'all love to hate, Matt Bellisai. Thanks to our season two premiere sponsor, Quip. Ugh, let me tell ya, it's been a while and I have so much to complain about. I've been saving it, I've been bottling it up, complaint after complaint, and it's building up in my esophagus, just bit by bit, and now it's bubbling up to my mouth hole surface, like acid reflux after a night of marinara, just a bowl full of it, and it's ready to come out! <laughs> so. For those of you who are new to the show, this is a podcast where I perform the art of complaining, and it is an art, because now, more than ever, we need to spend time letting off steam. So each week, we're gonna kick off with a little intro, which is what's happening right now, hello. And then, I bring you the shittiest news of the week in Worst Things First. And after that, we dive deep into a topic of my choosing, In the past, if you haven't heard, we deep doved into old people, ice cream, homosexual cakes, the entire state of Texas, and the most imminent threat against mankind, the Squirrel-Luminati, because squirrels are gaining strength and we cannot just sit by and let this threat go unchecked. But we're gonna do exactly that because we can't talk about squirrels every week. So this week, we're going in on the worst people on airplanes. And then finally, every episode we bring on a featured guest complainer. And season two is quite the star studded cast. The star studded podcast, you might say. <laughs> oh, I hate that. <laughs> You'll hear event sessions with funny people John Early and Kate Berlant, Insecure's Amanda Seals, internet superstar Quinta Brunson, Fortune Themester from The Mindy Project, fellow internet drinker Hannah Hart, comedian Guy Branum, and so many more. So who is today's special guest? Allow me to introduce you to Barry Finkel.
1: Hey Matt, it's so
2: good to- up Barry, you are not the special guest. I never will be. Barry is my producer, who will occasionally chime in, so you'll hear her voice. She's here, so I'm not just talking to myself, I guess. Even
3: though that's like mostly what you do every day anyway. Whatever. All right.
2: She is not famous, so no one cares about her. Fair. So our first real guest is a famous, talented treat of a human being. Nicole Byer, who you might know from MTV's Girl Code or from her own show, Loosely Exactly Nicole, which is now on Facebook. We have such an exciting season full of complaining ahead. So let's get started. Episode one. What what in the butt? <laughs> Worst things first, let's jump into the weirdest, shittiest news of the week. We have been gone for a little while, so I just want to quickly recap what we've missed since we last spoke. Just to catch us up, here are the headlines you missed. YouTuber and human protein shake Logan Paul broadcast a dead body on his channel during a visit to Japan and the entire country of Japan was like, don't come back. And then the entire internet was like, don't come back here either. But let's face it, he's white and looks like a bro Barbie, so he'll probably be back. Everybody in Hawaii thought they were going to die after a false missile alarm got sent to everybody's phone. The president of the United States paid a porn star $130,000 after they had an affair. Also, he bragged about the size of his nuclear button on Twitter. Also, he called African nations shithole countries. Also, he referred to himself as a very stable genius. Also, his doctor said he only weighs 239 pounds, which is wrong. And also, the government shut down. The city of Philadelphia was destroyed by straight people after the Super Bowl. People are eating Tide Pods now. Two more Kardashian-Jenner humans now populate the Earth. And finally, both Darren Criss and Zac Efron are playing serial killers in two separate projects, which is just very confusing for me sexually. Well, now that we have that covered, let's get into the shittiest news of this week. Oh, great. First of all, in terrible news, Elon Musk which is the real name of a real human being, he is the CEO of Tesla, whatever the fuck that is, it's electric cars, is selling flamethrowers for some reason. I guess it started as a joke, and then he was like, I'm actually going to make some flamethrowers, and then made 20,000 of them, and they're for sale for $500, and they sold out. And so this spring, 20,000... People are going to be armed with flamethrowers. Just why? As we have proven, we as a species should not be trusted <laughs> with this type of machinery. We can't be trusted with laundry detergent pods. We should not have guns that shoot fire or bullets. <laughs> Let's focus on one thing at a time. Uh I guess flamethrowers are technically legal, according to whatever government bureau deals with this type of thing, but the law is that they're only legal if the flame is under 10 feet, which means nine feet, you're totally fine. We can't be trusted with this. No. Nine feet is a long amount. If I see anybody with this, this is exactly how I will react. I don't know what
0: ah! you bitch!
2: That was my favorite vine. That's a lie. I smell like beef is my favorite vine. I smell like beef. Next! New research reveals that orcas are able to imitate human speech. Orcas, a.k.a. killer whales. There's a scientist out there teaching killer whales how to speak. And I'm here for it. No, this is exactly what the science fiction books warned us about. <laughs> Flamethrowers <laughs> and speaking killer whales. I guess it's just like, they're like parrots. All they can say is, hello. It's me. I've been wondering if after all these years you'd like to speak. Also, we should play the audio of them speaking because it's horrifying.
0: Hello? Ah! Hello?
2: Hello? Hello? Yeah, that second one. (laughs) First one is friendly. The second one is, we're about to kill you. (laughs) The second one is, I'm standing over your bed. (laughs) Anyway, that's horrifying. They're going to kill us all. Unless they sing like Adele. It's me. Next! A man in Florida, only in Florida, is accused of breaking into a funeral home and stealing a bunch of stuff, including a tub of formaldehyde.
3: That's Dexter. Dexter (laughs) broke in. Yeah, absolutely a serial killer.
2: He got caught. He's a 29-year-old guy. And the police were like, what were you doing here? And he was like, I was just bored. I didn't even know it was a funeral home I was breaking into. And then they found a bunch of shit in his car that he stole from the funeral home, including makeup, other tools, and a tub of formaldehyde, which is all... Things that a serial killer would use.
3: 100%.
2: Next, there is a man in a town called Clackamas, Oregon, which I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing wrong, but you're not a real city. So that's what you get. He was upset because he didn't get an invitation to a family wedding. But his dad and his brother did get an invitation, so he was like, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And then he called the airports in Nevada and Texas, where his brother and father would be flying from, and and called in bomb threats <laughs> and reported them as terrorists. And um, it backfired, and now he's facing like $250,000 in fines, which is what happens if you call in a bomb threat to an airport. But also, should have invited him to your wedding. Yeah, so. lesson learned. Also, his name is Sonny Donnie Smith from Clackamas, Oregon. No,
3: all of this is fictional. <laughs> <laughs> it's, none of that's real.
2: <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure this is just someone's fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> the attorney is Hannah Horsley. No, stop! <laughs> all of this is fake! Uh next up, Nigel the bird. And I call him a bird and not his actual name because the bird is called a gannet. And I don't know what that is. It's a type of <laughs> fancy pigeon or seagull. <laughs> it's like if a seagull and a swan had a baby that looked kind of like a parrot. Anyway, so sometimes they have fake birds that they use to try to lure the men. Uh, into populating different parts of the island or wherever they live. And Nigel, which is a name that means, like, a loner in Australian. Nigel the bird was supposed to bring a girlfriend with him to the new part of the island, but instead he fell in love with one of the concrete replicas. And then
3: last week, Nigel died. Is he going to become, like, the mascot for the pe- all of those dudes who, like, ripped apart that sex doll? <laughs> oh,
2: no. Yeah, basically, he died because society judged him too much. Oh. They were like, um, you can't love a concrete bird, Nigel. And he was like, guess what? I'll just die, I guess. And now he's dead because society wouldn't let him love his sex doll. And finally... The worst news of all is that Olive Garden is now serving Italian nachos, which is the epitome of an abomination. Not even Guy Fieri would try this. Officially, they're called Loaded Pasta Chips, which is repulsive. They're made with fried lasagna noodles, layered with Italian cheeses and meat sauce, and topped with cherry peppers and Alfredo sauce. Ugh! They're topped with both meat sauce and Alfredo sauce. In third grade, we had a collective imaginary friend named Alfredo.
3: Collective between you and yourself? (laughs) Just me and my friend group. (laughs) I'm
2: just saying, I'm a garbage person whose stomach pretty closely resembles the dumpster behind any Olive Garden. And I would not put this inside of me. This is an affront to Italian culture. And that's it for worst things first. What a way to start our season two journey. Speaking of journey, we got a deep dive coming up on my favorite topic: the worst people on airplanes. Tuna Sandwich. SpongeBob. Toe knuckle hair. Peacock. Deep Dive, Deep Dive, Deep Dive, Deep Dive, Deep Dive. Deep Dive, Deep Dive, Deep Dive. dive. All right, so let's set the scene. Last week, there was a woman and her friend who tried to get on an airplane, a United Airlines flight in New Jersey. They both had tickets, but when she got to the airport, guess what? they wouldn't let her friend on the plane. And why not? (laughs) Because her friend is a peacock. (laughs) And United was like, ma'am, we told you three times on the phone before you got here that you can't bring your emotional support peacock onto the plane. Because like many pets, Dexter is an emotional support animal, which means that it has paperwork signed by a doctor showing that he is there to provide emotional support. Support, which helps patients with anxiety and other conditions. So now, because of this incident, there are multiple airlines, including Delta and United, that have started to review their guidelines for emotional support animals and are putting more restrictions in place so people need more paperwork and shit to bring their emotional support peacocks onto the airplane. According to USA Today, Delta expanded its list of unacceptable animals to include hedgehogs, sugar gliders, non-household birds such as farm poultry, waterfowl, and birds of prey, and animals with tusks or hooves. Um, Also, United expanded its list to include hedgehogs, sugar gliders, non-household birds, and, quote, exotic animals and animals not properly cleaned or carrying a foul odor, a.k.a. your fucking kids. Worst of all, USA Today quoted a person who said they were at Logan Airport in Boston and there was someone there with an emotional support pig and they were like, oh, it's so cute. He's snuffling oats off the floor. And then when they started boarding the plane, well, all of a sudden it wasn't entertainment anymore. Every other passenger on the flight, you could see jaws tensing up people straightening their backs, especially people with an empty seat, thinking, oh my goodness, am I going to be sitting next to this pig on a leash for the entire flight? Unless you're Liz Lemon and that peacock is your soulmate slash lover, you probably shouldn't be bringing an emotional sport peacock onto a plane. But also, let's be real... I would way rather sit next to a pig on a leash for an entire flight than almost any one of you nasty motherfuckers. Because people are terrible, and pigs are amazing. Which gets us to the main point of this deep dive, which is my modest proposal that the following people be banned from airplanes to make room for emotional support. Peacocks, pigs, hedgehogs, and whatever animals with tusks want to fly. Who says baby elephants aren't allowed to go to the nose in business class if they want? <sighs> so I decree the following people should be banned from airplanes forever. <laughs> Anybody who takes off their goddamn shoes. I didn't pay $7,000 for a one-way ticket to see your toe knuckle hair, Jeff.
4: Oh, Jeff. I was
2: on a flight literally three days ago, and the man in front of me was wearing salmon-colored pants. Strike one. (laughs) And he took off his shoes, and he wasn't wearing socks, and he just walked around like it was nothing. This is Basically, one degree away from a public bathroom. (laughs) The only thing separating (laughs) this airplane from a gas station bathroom is about 30,000 feet. Jeff. Also, he had a a child. Granted, it was the one child that wasn't coughing or screaming. Was the
3: child wearing shoes?
2: Uggs. So worse than (laughs) shoes. (laughs) It was a boy of maybe four, because that's how I say ages. Anybody who forgets their
3: headphones and then starts listening to their shit out loud. Especially because most airlines have some sort of headphones that you can buy for like $5. And it's worth that $5 for everyone else not to listen. I like can't
2: believe it when I see it. A man next to me was doing that on a plane He was, I don't even remember what he was watching. I think it was like the Property Brothers. (laughs) And I was like, I literally just stared at him and he didn't note it. It was very upsetting is what I'm saying. Like, I might forgive it if it's like a 15 second clip or something. A vine, one might say. But if you're watching an entire video and it's out loud, no. This was a plane from hell because there were there were more children than adults. And that's not like, oh, they're behaving like children. No, there were more children than adults and one mother played SpongeBob out loud for her son. And I was like, great choice. First of all, quality entertainment. Second of all, just because your piece of shit hasn't hit puberty yet doesn't mean it's allowed to listen to Spongebob out loud. We all follow the same rules, ma'am. Next! Anybody who tries to talk to me for even a second. I'll allow up to 30 seconds of conversation. Beyond that, you are violating me. It is vi- You are violating me with your words.
3: I do find that there's a lot of, like, nice collective complaining when there's, like, a delay and you're already taxing, that kind of thing, though. Mm, no.
2: No. Because, no. like, don't turn to me and be like, ugh, I wish we were moving. Yeah, we all wish we were fucking moving, Diane. <sighs> Next up anybody who doesn't move out of my fucking way because guess what there's like three to four thousand passengers on this plane and nothing makes me angrier than when i'm getting on a plane waiting to get to my seat and some yahoo is blocking the aisle because they're digging in their bag for their travel size dildo that they can sit with instead of just sitting down and using their fingers like the rest of us all jokes aside you could go fuck yourself if you stand in the aisle (laughs) I hate it. I hate when there's like a whole line of people and someone's just yanking around. Like, sit down, get out of the fucking way. You're not the only one on this goddamn airplane. I've gotten in like a number of physical altercations with elderly people. Um, When you get off the airplane and you walk down the little airplane hallway, you get to the end and then they walk out and then they stand right at the entrance (laughs) and look around for like baggage. No! If you don't know where you're going, step to the side, then you look at the sign. You don't stand in the way, blocking people like me who know where the fuck they're going. The Cinnabon. Next up, anybody who doesn't shower at least twice before getting to the airport, because guess what? We're all literally breathing in your recycled must. Your pungent taint seepage is going nowhere but the air around us we're trapped with it i just like there's no space there where it's more important for you to shower before yeah than an airplane right next anybody who brings more than one child on board okay (laughs) listen if sophie can make a choice then so can you you get one carry-on bag and one child that's it that's it There was, I felt bad. There was a woman on my flight the other day. It was one woman and she had like 11 kids with her and they were running up and down while we were taking off. She got out of her seat because all of her kids were just everywhere like flies. (laughs) At one point, someone in first class had to walk her child back and be like, is this yours? (laughs) (laughs) Like a balloon that had flown away. And like, I was like, I feel bad for you. Because, like, sh- like this is most hellish for you because you get to take this home and I get to, like, grab my bag and just leave. But also, me. It's bad for me. And I don't like it. Next! Anybody who drinks tomato juice or worse, Clamato juice. What is that? I didn't know what it was until I started flying on airplanes. I got my pilot's license just to learn what Clamato juice is. It's clam and tomato juice. What the fuck? Clamato. There's either like tomato or Clamato juice or orange juice. And the fact that people choose that and then drink it in their mouths is insane and wrong. And it is an assault on my senses. I can taste that in my eyes. Next up, anybody who tries to jam their obese bag into the overhead bin when it clearly won't fit, know your limits. Know your sizes. It goes back to that person standing in the aisle taking up too much space. No. Not wearing shoes. Airplanes have been the same since, like, the 1600s. (laughs) You know if your bag is going to fit or not. Don't try to jam it in. Next, Uh, anybody who reclines the second they sit down, first of all, not safe. Okay, we could all die because you're reclining. Second of all, this is my controversial opinion that I have shared before, perhaps not on this podcast, but in other mediums. I don't think anybody should recline ever on an airplane.
3: You have the right to recline. No! Yes.
2: No! No! I do not believe anybody should recline because what you get is like five degrees of extra comfort. What I get is six inches less of
3: breathable space. Yeah, no, that is fair.
2: So now you know if you do any of these things, you should stop because otherwise you are banned. You are banned from every airplane that I'm on because I'll punch you in the face and then we'll both get removed by security. Also, airlines, if you're listening, please take all of these notes into consideration because I would much rather sit next to a peacock than someone who takes out their feet. Also, if I have to sit next to a peacock, I better be listening to Katy Perry's Only Good Song.
3: I wanna see you, peacock, cock, cock, your peacock, cock, your peacock, cock, cock, your
2: peacock. Peacock. Next up, I'll be joined by comedian Nicole Byer, who has... One of the most traumatic airplane stories I've ever read, so that's coming up right after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip. When you work behind a mic and in front of a camera as much as I do, then dental hygiene is a top priority. This studio is barely ventilated, and I shoot strictly in extra HD, so you know I gotta keep my smile sparkly clean and my breath minty fresh. That's where Quip comes in. Quip is the new electric toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric brushes. Is your bathroom counter cluttered? Not to worry, because Quip also comes with a mount that easily suctions on and off your mirror, plus it doubles as a cover for hygienic travel anywhere. Whether it's going in your beach bag or your carry-on, I know what you're thinking. But Matt, what if I'm brushing my teeth at the beach and I see a hottie pant slathering on sunscreen and I get so distracted that I drop my perfect toothbrush in the sand? First of all, we've all been there. (laughs) Secondly, Quip's subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist recommended schedule, delivering new brush heads every three months for just $5 including Free shipping worldwide. Quip starts at just $25 and if you go to getquip.com/unhappy, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com/unhappy, spelled g-e-t q-u-i-p.com/unhappy. Our guest complainer today is comedian and actress, Nicole Byer. Uh, you may know her from MTV's Girl Code or from her show, Loosely Exactly Nicole, which is a scripted comedy based on her own life, which is now on Facebook Watch. Uh, she also has a new podcast, Why Won't You Date Me, that you can listen to after you listen to this. Welcome to the show, Nicole! Show! I love the energy.
4: I have too much energy.
2: I admire that, especially because you were like, I'm not feeling well. So, if you can like bring that level of energy when you're not feeling well.
4: I mean, honestly, the consistent note in my life during like when I'm working is like, hey, Nicole, can you bring it down? (laughs) And I'm always like, okay. Uh early, good- early in my career, I had a manager who was like, You have to bring it down at all times and then I had a casting director who was like, No, girl, we know you can get there and we can like, you know, bring yeah. you down a little. Right. Some right. people can't Build even do half it. of what you do. And I was yeah. like, nah. <laughs> and she never put me in anything. Just FYI. Right. She gave right. me great advice and never ever cast me in anything. <laughs>
2: um so we like to start uh getting into complaining mode by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves.
4: Okay. I've said it numerous times on podcasts, but I legitimately hate soup. Soup is <laughs> I had a the separate question for worst. you
2: about soup.
4: Oh, did you? <laughs> I like hate soup. Why? I don't get it. Why would you want to drink your fucking meal? Can I curse?
2: You can curse okay, all you I want. I just did
4: an NPR podcast where they were like, no, 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 no. I was like, well, all right, you don't you don't yeah. want me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't want a the real thing. Meaning. I this have is to say,
4: yeah. Um, like gazpacho is just cold ketchup. Well, gazpacho clam doesn't chowder, count. Look, you want to put clams in something <laughs> milky looking, and then you have like red clam chowder, and I was like, what is it? Like the blood of the clam? Like what the <laughs> fuck is it? And then like chowders, I'm not here for it. Right. Soups are stupid. Get yourself something you could cut up and eat and chew.
2: Okay. What about, like, stew? Where does soup What end? the fuck
4: is a stew? <laughs> like, water with chunks of beef in it? Get yeah. out of here. Yuck. Chili? Chili's not a stew, and chili is not soup. Okay. But, that being said, I don't eat straight chili that's nasty. Right. Just, like, ground beef with, like, sauce on it? Like, no. What do you put it on? Well, you know, like, nachos or
2: something. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ryan, right? I'm just in my mind is that weird Cincinnati spaghetti chili.
4: Ew, what? They
2: put chili on spaghetti. It's all they have well, in Cincinnati.
4: Is it what like ground beef and like tomato sauce on? Isn't it's that just like, like a meat sauce? Isn't that like a bolognese?
2: Yeah, but it's chili. It's oh. like they call it chili, and <sighs> it's like chili that you would have on like a chili dog. But it's I don't want Where is this
4: Cincinnati? I don't want to shit on people from Cincinnati, but like. Ugh. You guys, get it together. It's disgusting.
2: I did a show in Cincinnati, and everyone was like, we need to go get chili spaghetti after this. Gross! <laughs> Skyline Chili, it's called. I don't know. Ew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to talk to you about something that happened to you yeah. like a year or so ago. Sure. And it has haunted me every every day since I, I saw it. Uh-huh. Um, you were on- A, Delta, a airline Delta airline flight. flight.
4: And I found shit in my blanket. <laughs>
2: So I wanna I wanna break this down like an episode okay. of twenty-four. Sure. I want every minute of it. Okay. You open I, up the plastic packaging. So
4: we were on the descent. This is from Louisiana to Atlanta. Because right. I was going I think back to LA.
2: Right, which I'd is done a
4: show in Louisiana. And okay. on the, it's not a it's not a long flight, but it right. was like five a.m. So I like been reading, I had been doing things, and then I was like, ah, the descent's like thirty minutes. I can get a little cat nap in. Right, I'm a little chilly, <laughs> so then I open uh, the blanket. And it stuck together. And I was like, what the fuck? So I, like, continue. I forge ahead because I'm chilly. And then a little brown crumble falls on me. And I was like, what is that? So then I was like, but I'm chilly. So, like, I keep going. And then I, like, open it more and more falls on me. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, like, threw it on the floor. And then I used my foot to open it. And I was in first class, thank you. And this man <laughs> was staring at me. And I was just like, mm, hi, I belong. And the smell hits me. And I was like, oh, my God. I think that's a piece of shit. And then we're like on the descent, so I couldn't use the call button, and I couldn't get up to be like, Flight attendant, there's shit here. So we land, and I like, immediately, like, before, like, the little ding happens, get out of my seat, go to the flight attendant. I was like, do you have hand sanitizer? And he goes, why, girl? And I was like, because I think I found a piece of shit in my blanket. He goes, no, you didn't. And I said, yes, I did. He goes, no, girl. And I said, girl, look. So then...
2: Did he he, launder the blanket personally? No, and a
4: company does it. I'll get to that,
2: because it's a whole saga. (laughs) Oh, I'm here for it. I'm ready.
4: He goes and he looks at the blanket while people are getting off the plane. And he goes, oh, my God, girl, that's a piece of shit. I got to get my phone and runs to get his phone. And I'm just, like, looking around, like, what just happened? Because I was like, that's not protocol. right? That is not what a flight attendant is supposed to do. (laughs) Laugh, scream, and get his phone and snap a picture. So... I was like, what do I do? He's like, girl, I don't know. This has never happened. And then people getting off the plane were like, is that shit? And he's like, yes! <laughs> and it was like, this is wild. And I like kept going about my day, got on my like connecting flight, tweeted at Delta, because I was like, I don't know how to call, like, how do you call customer service and be like, where's the shit department? Right. Like, who do I speak to about this? <laughs> right, there's
2: no number to dial. No.
4: So then I tweeted at them and I was like, I found a piece of shit in my blanket and I had taken like a pretty grainy picture of it because I was like, it's shit and I don't wanna get close to it and the lights weren't up yet. And they were like, sorry about that, here's 250 delta dollars. I said, no, no, no. You offer more for people getting off a flight. I had human shit on me. Yeah. And then they offered me like 500 delta dollars. So then I like started tweeting their responses and then they were like, we're going to give you a call. And I was like, yeah, should. <laughs> yeah. I spoke to like three customer service representatives and I started to feel like I was crazy. I was like, maybe it wasn't shit. Maybe it was just like a clump of dirt. And <laughs> I was like, how does a clump of dirt get in there? Yeah, what? it's
2: still too much. And
4: then I uh, like the last customer service representative I talked to, he was like laughing about it. And he was like, do you want to know something funny? And I was like, what? He's like. I know comedian, I know a comedian. I was like, who? He's like, Janelle James, she's my, my niece. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And he's like, yeah, so you can use this in your act. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: No, give me money, I want
4: money. So then they finally offered uh, 50,000 miles, which sounds like a lot, but it's just a round trip first class ticket to like a shitty town. Yeah. And I was like, great, that's cool. And then I took my phone out of its case because it's always in a dumb case and there was shit crusted in it. No. So I called them back and I was like, I am so sorry, but you have to give me more. You need to give me like an airplane. Like there's shit (laughs) in my phone case and I've been carrying it around for like a week. Or like two weeks at this point. And then they were like, well now we feel like you're taking advantage of us. And I was like, there was shit, my blanket! <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, am I crazy? Like what did the flight attendant say? He's like, well he's not saying what you said. And I was like, what is he saying? And they said, he said it was human fecal matter. And I was like, that's why! That's shit! He literally confirmed it in a more scientific like, way. And then I got my like entertainment lawyer involved so like right. nothing was really gonna happen. <laughs> But it's like a lawyer who knows like legal terms. So I was like, let's get you in there. My manager was dealing with it. And then uh, it finally came down to, they're like, we'll give her more money but she can't talk about it publicly. And I said, fuck you. I'll name my special Delta poop blanket. <laughs> fuck you. I'll talk about it all I fucking want. It's It was wild.
2: It was the craziest thing I'd ever experienced. I, I'm not kidding you when I say I think about that every time I'm on a plane. Bring your own blanket. I Here's, have never okay. opened that blanket Here's since what I, I saw learned. that. Here's what I
4: learned. Um, the blankets are taken by a company. They go to a warehouse. People eyeball check them. They don't get washed. They never get washed. Ah. They just rebag them. The pillows never get changed. They look like they have a cover on them. That cover no. stays. No, it's an actual cover. It just doesn't get changed. Right. Um, they don't actually clean the plane. You should bring, like, um, like a wet wipe and like wipe your seat down, right, wipe right. anything down that you touch. The bathroom, the water's dirty. You know how they're like, don't drink it! It's cause yeah. it's fucking filthy. So don't wash <laughs> your hands with it. Bring your own hand sanitizer. Right. Don't eat the food on planes. Because sometimes when it's transported in that little truck or whatever to the airplane, sometimes it's not refrigerated correctly and you can get very sick. Yeah. And then a Delta employee told me, they're like, wild things keep happening. We found a sharp object in some food containers in Europe. And I was like, do tell me that! <laughs> Don't <laughs> how don't is, tell how me. are any of
2: us alive?
4: I think you just build up an immune system. I was yeah. on six plans in the last two weeks, and I wasn't diligent with my like wiping down thing. Yeah, so I think that's why I got sick.
2: Uh, so your podcast yes. uh, is called "Why Don't You Date Me?" Why won't you date me? Mm-hmm. Talk me through your your sort of the the terrors of dating. Is there one date that you were like, "This has ruined it for me"?
4: I mean, all of them have ruined it for me. They're all (laughs) terrible. Yeah. I went through a real hoe phase where I was just like, find dudes on Tinder and be like, I'm just gonna fuck you. I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) Like, if you start talking, I'll just be like, shut up. Yeah,
2: deal breaker. Just
4: shut up. Um, But then I was just like, ugh, I'm out of this little hoe phase. Let me like, try to find a boyfriend. Um... I went on a date who, with this dude who smelled like a dish rag. He <laughs> smelled, it was like so pungent. Yeah. And he like hugged me and I was like, oh, I'm about to pass away. <laughs> and then we had dinner and he like chewed with his mouth open. He was very boring. And we were supposed to go mini golfing after. And I was like, how do I get out of this? So then. I was like, I have to get out of this. So I was like, ooh, I'll talk about work. I never talk about work with people I care about because sometimes it's a little overwhelming because yeah, I just do a yeah. lot. I was just like talking, 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 talking. I was like, it's just a lot of work. Blah, 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 blah. And then as we were walking, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting a phone call from my showrunner. I have to take this. And I was just like, hi. There's no one there. <laughs> oh my God, I have to do what? Oh God. It was like the worst acted phone call in the history of acting. And... I was like, I have to, I have to go home and write this script. I have to finish it. <laughs> they need it by 8 a.m., which is a lie. No one has ever needed anything in the morning. Right, right. Everyone's like, get it to me, you get it to me, whatever. And then he was like, Oh, okay. Uh and then he was like in his car by that point. And he texted me, he was like, I wish I could have like said goodbye to you properly. No. And I was like, ew. I'm so glad I avoided that. Because <laughs> if he smelled like a dish rag, what the fuck was his mouth gonna taste like? Right. Um, there was him, there was a guy who had long fingernails. Hmm. But like, if his were like kept up maybe in a look, but they just looked overgrown and then they were dirty. And then I was like, oh, if you finger me and cut me, like I'll get tetanus <laughs> or like hepatitis,
2: like stop, like I'll get sick. Like the CDC might have yes. to get involved. Yes,
4: and I'm not here for that. I don't want to fuck someone and then be like, I'm dead. I'm dying from <laughs> right. your dirty fingernails. You
2: need like a shot afterwards. Yes. You have lived out my ultimate goal of being a guest on RuPaul's Drag Race. (sighs) Yes. It was honestly a dream come true.
4: And not to like brag or anything, but I (laughs) had like closed on my house. Uh, I bought a house (laughs) and I closed on it a couple days before and then I got the keys to it the day I filmed RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. And I was just like, this is it. Like yeah, this I'm not sure. To me, this is like I've made it. <laughs> yeah. Some people were like, you had your own show. And I'm like, sure. Right. But I got to be near RuPaul.
2: <laughs> Did you get like dragged out for it?
4: What do you mean? Oh. Um this is not a good representation of what I look like a lot. And I know it's a podcast and nobody knows <laughs> no. what I'm talking
2: about. Everybody who wearing, is listening like, should know that you look face. great.
4: I'm wearing lipstick, a little foundation a little winged liner, but usually I have two pairs of lashes. I'm contoured. I have a highlight. I've got, like, full full things going on, a full, like, wig. Uh, But, well, I did my own makeup for the show, and then the makeup artist there, Jen, who's incredible and has done my makeup for other things, she was just like, I'm just gonna fine-tune some stuff, and I was like, oh, okay. And then she fucking beat (laughs) my face. I look so good. I have braids down to my butt. I'm wearing a beautiful peachy dress. I... I felt so glamorous.
2: I am so excited to watch it. It was Uh,
4: truly just a dream come true. I got Ru to giggle a couple times. I truly was just like, well, that's heaven. (laughs) When RuPaul is genuinely (laughs) laughing, it is, oh, And she doesn't give it up easy. Like I got her to chuckle a couple times. I was just like, oh!
2: Actually, speaking of, this is a different question. You have told the story about how you made Beyonce giggle Mm -hmm. once. I mean, now you have, like, two divas down, RuPaul and Beyoncé. Uh, I don't know what I would do in that moment. It's
4: just, it's when you can make someone you admire laugh, I feel like that's the best. Because right. you're just like, I consume a lot of your content. I love what you're doing. And then for you to respond to something I just said to you. Yeah. Try, like, that's just, it's perfect. For people
2: who don't know, describe the scenario.
4: Okay. um, Last summer, I think it was last summer, I co-hosted the VMAs with um, Keem Peel, Jay Farrow, and uh, DJ Khaled. And I was just doing like hits from uh, backstage, like truly where all the artists were. (laughs) And at one point Rihanna's bodyguards were like, get the fuck out of our way! (laughs) And Rihanna was like, I'm so sorry. And I was just like, Rihanna! But um, when Beyonce uh, went to accept her award, uh, her bodyguards would come out and go, everyone against the wall! And you had to like stand against the wall and It sounds like a little extreme or harsh, but after you see Beyoncé as close as I was to her, you understand it. Because I felt my arms raise, and I was like, I want to touch her! (laughs) But then I was like, no, I'm against the wall for a reason. Don't touch this woman! Right. Because she smells good, and she looks beautiful. Like, she just... When you see famous people who are like mega famous, you're like, oh, you have an aura about you, and you've probably had this your whole life.
2: Yeah. Like
4: there's just something around her that's just like beautiful. So anyway, um, she was walking back from accepting an award and I was like, I just wanna tell her that she's so pretty. So I like I leaned my little fat face out and I was like, Oh, what a treat. <laughs> because it was, it was such a treat to see her. And then she like put her hand on my shoulder and she went, ah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. And I was like, oh, what a giggle! Because <laughs> she was just so pretty. right? And her dancers were beautiful. And I got to watch her... Um mark her rehearsal at uh-huh. Madison Square Garden. Uh she was sick that day, I believe, because she didn't sing one note during her rehearsal. So watching her like just like beat out everything was like very captivating. Yeah. She didn't have to sing. It was just like watching her was like, oh my God. And then at one point she takes off this jacket and like flings it and she went Oops. And then she moved it and flame shot up and I was like, oh, Beyonce almost burned down Madison Square Garden. And all she said was, oops. It was just a treat. It was so much fun. MTV gave me a lot of fun opportunities yeah. to do shit. I'm very grateful to them.
2: Yeah. But peace out, I'm on Facebook
4: now. <laughs>
2: Yum How so loosely exactly Nicole still coming out every week yes, with new bitch. episodes, right? Every
4: Wednesday you get a new episode of loosely exactly Nicole. I think they post at midnight on Wednesdays.
2: Right. What is the worst thing that a fan or a stranger could come up to you and say?
4: I did a show in a Mexican restaurant in Silver Lake.
2: And (laughs) this fan, huh? You did a show at a Mexican restaurant in Silver Lake. In Silver Lake. I'll
4: do a show anywhere you let me. (laughs) I will do comedy. Were you
2: invited there? No. Okay. um people so were eating just... their dinner <laughs> i
4: literally put some plates on the floor i got on them said this is my stage no no there was there's like a upstairs there's a stage and shit okay and i done a set it went really well i killed and then <sighs> so cocky i killed i'm so good <laughs> no i did well and i like went downstairs and i was like i'm gonna eat some food i'm hungry so i was eating and this guy comes up to me and i see him in my peripherals how do you say that Per- that, peripherals? peripherals. Yeah. I see them in peripherals. And I was like, I have a rule. I don't engage unless you engage first. Right. Because it's very weird to turn to someone and be like, hello, caught you staring at me. <laughs> what can I do for you?
2: Yes. So I just, is, like, it's a thing. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So I just waited. And then finally, he goes, hey. And I like, as I was turning, he punched me in the side. And I went, what? Ow. Why? He goes, you were really funny. And I was like, why did you hit me? <laughs> Yeah. he goes, oh, I wanted your attention. I said, you had it. I was literally turning to you. Don't ever hit a fucking woman again that you don't know. Don't even hit a woman you know. Yeah. I was like, don't. You don't have to touch anyone to tell them anything.
2: Use your voice. We place. don't know
4: each other. And then he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just really drunk. And I was like, that's not an excuse. Like, you, ha- you can't do that. Yeah. And then he went away and then I was walking to my car and then he like appeared out of the shadows and was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, hey bro, we're fine. You have to leave me alone. (laughs) And he's like, but my name's Adrian or whatever he said. And he's like, can I have a hug? And I was like, no, you punched me in the side of my body. You can't have a hug. And then he like hugged me anyway. And I like had my arms down at my sides and I was shaking my head and I was like, I don't want this, I hate this, I don't want you to touch me anymore. And there was a bunch of men around who didn't do anything and I got in my car and I was like, I don't wanna, this is awful. Yeah. Oh, one day at the stand in New York, I was doing a set and I can't remember what joke I was doing, but this man it was probably something about like, I'm lonely and I don't have a man, something. I'm always whining about it. And this man started slowly rising with his arms stretched out and I was like, what are you doing? Because he was in the front (laughs) row. And then he was silent and started coming at me and I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then I was like, anyone? And then he like hugged me on stage and then sat down and I was just like, this stage is the safest place for me. It's where I feel the most at home and it's where I could tell you my thoughts. Why would you make me feel yes. unsafe? You
2: just came into my house. Also,
4: where the fuck is the security <laughs> at the stand? Yeah. And then I was like, what is wrong with all of you people?
2: Yeah. I'm it's like if like an architect has a bad day, they're not yeah. like, I should quit being an architect. Every time you I guess that
4: roof is juice slanted. <laughs> like you just yeah. fix it. Right.
2: When you when you a stand up, you have a bad day, you're like, I guess my entire life is a lie.
4: And when you're on the road especially, if you have a bad set, those might be the first people you've talked to that day. Right. You're like in a hotel room. And you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm in fucking yeah. Billings, Montana. And then you go talk to these people who hate you. <laughs> you're like, why did I leave my house? <laughs> why? Yeah.
2: I guess I'm just the worst and I'm ashamed. Yeah,
4: it's tough.
2: Uh, all right. So we are going to transition to a game we call Bowl of Shit Talk. Which is where we pull from some random topics and get your thoughts. You, yes! can, you can rant, shit talk. Some of them are topical. Some of them are like, Perfect. you know, everyday stuff. So, the Grammys president recently said that women didn't win enough Grammys this year. Uh, so, they, they should try harder moving forward.
4: <laughs> yeah, but like, didn't they decide who won the Grammys? <laughs> Yes. That's like me being like, um, Nicole isn't getting enough sunlight. Like, I can go out into the daylight. <laughs> if I'm making the choices, you can't say that statement?
2: Right. You could just give women more yes, Grammys. just
4: give them more Grammys. <sighs> yeah, that's fucking nuts.
2: Amazon's cashierless stores. No. I, so if you don't know, uh, people who are listening, Amazon has the store now where you walk Mm-mm. in, you like have an account. Not here for it. It knows there's cameras everywhere. They know all of the items that you take, and you just walk out. No. And it charges you.
4: No. Because I love stealing from supermarkets. <laughs> I just- so if you trying to fuck up that game, I'm not here for that. Guess what? I need a sparkling water as I shop around. And guess what? <laughs> I'm not paying for it because it's done the <laughs> time I get to the register. Maybe I want a bag of candy. <laughs>
2: it uh, no, destroys it. the thrill of the it, steal.
4: Well, it's not even the thrill. It's just like, I'm not paying for it <laughs> because I'm consuming it inside. That's my, my thought process. My but thought, also, I'm not here for, like, Big Brother type shit. Like, I don't yeah. need a thousand cameras on me as I'm shopping. I don't need Amazon to be like, hmm, more ice cream. <laughs> like, I don't need that. Yeah. Also, we're getting rid of jobs for people. Yeah. Why?
2: See, I'm like, go all the way. Like, I want Amazon to kill every person I interact with on the way to the store. Like, it's either all or nothing.
4: No, I love, I love supermarkets.
2: Um, let's see, let's pick another one. No, this is too specific Do to it. my life. what is it? Eating breakfast cereal right before bed.
4: Oh, that's fun!
2: I when I was growing up, we used to have we call them bed night snacks um, because I don't know we didn't know how to pronounce midnight. <laughs>
4: bed night snacks,
2: I, and it was like a bowl of Fruit Loops.
4: That's so funny! I do something called a midnight steak. Which is a steak at midnight? You eat at midnight, <laughs> but you don't make it. You have to go get it. But um, I'm all for midnight cereal. I went through a phase where I would eat cinnamon toast crunch every night before bed. Yeah, but it cut up the fucking roof of my mouth. Right, and I've never recovered.
2: Yeah, no, it's there's pain involved with mm-hmm, cinnamon toast crunch. Mm-hmm. But like, love is pain. But so. also, it was
4: like, how much cinnamon toast crunch was I eating to <laughs> fucking get cuts in the roof of my mouth? boxes <laughs> right. boxes and boxes and boxes yeah Ugh, i'm so fat which is fine i own it
2: <laughs> same um, let's do one more automated checkout machines at cvs
4: they annoy me they're the they worst they never fucking work but but it's easy to steal <laughs> <laughs>
2: This podcast is going to land you on, like, a list.
4: I know. I was at Target. No, I wasn't. I was at a different store. It was Target. And I was buying, like, a bunch of uh, plastic cups for, like, outside or whatever. And I, like, had them stacked. And I was like, I could unstack them. Right. Or I could scan the one and take all six. (laughs) And then I was like, no one's watching me. So then I scanned it and took all six. (laughs) <laughs> and then I was like, "I have another stack. I could not stack them."
2: Right. So this I unstacked those. This is my favorite. So I paid for
4: like three of those so episode
2: I... of Black Mirror. <laughs> Nicole steals.
4: Imagine guts. they come for me. <laughs>
2: I don't like automated checkout machines because ostensibly no one is watching, but there's always someone involved. Like I'm someone here. has I was
4: not to, arrested. Because
2: it's like, oh, I'll buy oh, some.
4: yeah. You have to get like a bag from them or whatever.
2: Or it's like it, like the machine fucks up because it yes. thinks that you, yeah. It's like put the item in the bagging area, mm-hmm. even You're though like, it is I in did. the bagging area. Yeah, and then the lady has to come up and is like, "What item did you put there?" And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, lube, okay, KY jelly. Why,
4: oh, why don't you just go check out with a person? Because that's that's light. Like when I have light things, I always go to a person because like it never registers the light. Thing no, I don't, wanna, I
2: don't want. I don't want Shelly from CVS knowing what lube I buy. Why not? Because she doesn't have to know that.
4: Yeah, but Shelly knows you're a sexually active person who's like living their life and very healthy.
2: No, it's fine. It's fine. She doesn't have to. It's...
4: When I buy condoms, I specifically go to a person.
2: <laughs> and you just so I'm like maintain eye contact. You
4: know. I'm about to fuck. <laughs> you are helping me get my fuck on safely.
2: My my aunt is a pharmacist. Oh, and uh, can she, she get us the good shit. She can she can get you some condoms if you want. Can she get me
4: pills?
2: Um, probably. I'll send her a message. But Please. she used to when teenagers would buy condoms, uh-huh. she would be. <laughs> they would buy them with her, and she would be like. You're making the right choice. Good, good. (laughs) But I can't. If I were that teenager, I'd be like, no. I would be like, great.
4: This dope ass lady is happy. I'm getting my fuck on safely. Right, and
2: then she drops a couple of like oxycontin's in there, and
4: (laughs) honestly, what a dream that would be to some teenagers. I don't know. I feel like in schools, they should literally be like, here are some condoms. Like we know you're gonna fuck.
2: No, they should. That
4: you do wear a condom, don't spread diseases, don't get pregnant, you don't need a baby.
2: Yeah, we should be spreading this message.
4: I mean, it's crazy.
2: We can take this on the road.
4: Yes, let's start a fucking-
2: (laughs) DARE A show where we're just like,
4: I dare you to fuck with a condom. And they're like, wait, dare? (laughs) Yeah, This is a new appropriation of dare, but it's not an acronym? No, we're just daring you to fuck with condoms.
2: I don't know where if it, where you went to school, but we always used to have the, like, comedian who would come in, I'm using air quotes, who was, like, a 60-year-old man. It was, like, high school. Really? Who was, like, not a comedian. It was just a man there to talk to us about, like, abstinence. No, we never got that. But in, like, a funny that. way. We
4: didn't have that in high school. But in college, I went to a stupid two-year acting conservatory, and... We had, like, a sex ed seminar before. Because they were, like, we're releasing people into the wild of New York at 18. <laughs> so, like, we need to tell them some things. So this, like, very butch woman was like, all right, if you're going to have your pussy licked and you don't have a dental dam, you can get... Saran wrap, and you just slap it on there, and you go to town. And I was like, what is happening? Because again, I was 18, and I was like, I've never been spoken to like this. But she was like, so real. She was like, you're gonna slob on a dick? You get a flavored condom. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I'll tell you something, I've never had my pussy in a Saran wrap.
2: You know what? It ruins the mood. <laughs> I don't I don't think any mood has been enhanced by saran by Ram. something that covers potato salad. Right? But who am I to say?
4: I don't know.
2: <laughs> this is the perfect note to end on. What uh, a
4: dream.
2: Thank, Nicole, before you go, where mm. can people find you and your work?
4: Well, you can go to Facebook.com, maybe backslash Lucy exactly Nicole, or just go to Facebook. In search, loosely, exactly, Nicole, and it takes you right there. My podcast, uh, "Why Won't You Date Me," is on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, this year, I'll probably be touring a bunch, so I don't have a website. So, <laughs> 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 so fucking just look out.
2: <laughs> Amazing! Thank you so much. Thank you for, for coming. Me. What a dream! Thanks. Ugh, we're almost there, we're almost at the end of the show, but first, let's drink some chasers. Chasers are the things at the end of the week, the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down. Barry, do you have a chaser this week? Matt, I do
3: have a chaser this week. What's your chaser, Barry? My chaser this week is something that has really just been holding me over with your absence throughout these past couple of months, and Mm. that, my friends... Is the television show Riverdale. Oh. I cannot explain how much I love it. I also won't because it'll take up another hour of your time. Um, But it is the dialogue of the OC wrapped in the aesthetic of Twin Peaks. And it is my television safety blanket i love it so much hot
2: people so
3: many hot people with such good lipstick each and every one of them i want all their lipstick and technique i now follow all of them on instagram i know the show is for teens but truly i think it's for like mid 20 year olds yeah uh so my chaser is riverdale what about you matt
2: my chaser this week is another podcast which you're only allowed to listen to after you've listened to every episode of unhappy hour twice but it is the podcast, My Dad Wrote a Porno, Amazing! that I've been listening to nonstop. Um, it is an extremely popular podcast, but if you, like me, had not heard it until now, then you can go all the way back to the beginning and listen. Basically, it's a guy uh, in the UK, so his voice sounds great, whose dad is writing a porno.
3: He's writing an erotic novella.:
2: Yes, an erotic novella called Belinda Blinked." <laughs> <laughs> and basically they read through it chapter by chapter, every episode, and it is terrible and amazing. So and I bad. highly suggest if you need to pick me up, that you listen to my dad wrote a porno after you listen to "Unhappy Hour.") <laughs> And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever else you get this podcast. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us. But only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Josh Gwynn, Jenna Weiss-Berman, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Mark, and Julian at The Invisible Studios, and this week's sponsor, Quip. Music by Hans Del Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at MapLSI. That's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye bye.
0: Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello.
4: Hello? Hello?